Oingo boingo. I don't know. I thought I'd try something fun out, especially since it's Easter Monday. Is that right? Yes, it is. So hello. Um, I'm late to do my podcast because I've been busy. Um, what have I been up to? Thank you for coming, for listening, for tuning in, whoever does. Very nice. Very nice indeed. My throat really hurts because um, I was vaping a lot, not for the marijuana, just the CBD. Um, yesterday I went I went to my friend Krista's house for uh, barbecue and uh my friends there they like to have some fun so <laughs> they always get the cigarettes out and I don't smoke anymore so I was just poof poofing away and today <clears throat> I'm not gonna say too much because I want to be respectful but I went I went on a date a real date not um just sitting in the car <laughs> date that was good too but this was a proper date and it was fun it was cool and unexpected and one day when I get proper permission I'll tell the story about it because it involves Chipinos closing down in Niagara Falls which is really funny so yay um fun times uh happy Easter we didn't really do anything Easter related um we just didn't we're gonna do something um next weekend um but we visited people and had my friend over and oh we did celebrate <laughs> I did celebrate 420 uh with my friend Paula we went to the Scotiabank Center here well I don't live in Niagara Falls I live in another city um so we went to the Scotiabank Center and uh it was mostly for people who were going to grow plant you know, um, lights, seeds, stuff like that. But it has potential to be something that would be a lot of fun. And I don't know people think it's weird that people celebrate 420, but it is a little bit weird. But it's because it was like a subculture. You, you know, if you smoked weed, you had to keep it kind of a secret and you were kind of always ashamed. And, um, it was, and I just never understood the big deal, but I did feel guilt and shame about it forever. Meanwhile, my friends were getting liquored up and boozed up or, you know, um, my, uh, I had parents. <laughs> oh, that's my telephone. Um, I had parents who, uh, or a parent who would judge me for smoking weed, but at the same time would drink, you know, several several glasses of wine a day um you know my grandmother my um uh, one of my grandmothers was an alcoholic one of my grandfathers was an alcoholic i had aunts who had drinking problems um so i could have had a drinking problem and be like have a you know crap liver and die cirrhosis and get violent and depressed like lots of people in my family have done like I saw my grandma my dad's mom one time she was <laughs> it's not funny but she was so tiny she was like 90 pounds if that and she kicked in his windshield in his car 
because she was loaded and she also had I believe she had a mental illness but when she kicked in his windshield it looked like a fucking huge spider web anyways I wasn't going to talk about that um, I am going to talk about um, my friend Christina a lovely lady one of the most fucking truest people I know there's two that I know that are like that Angie and Christina no, there's lots of other people too, but those two are unique. Maybe it's because they're vegans. They have long hair and they're white ladies. <laughs> Sometimes Lisa shouldn't be talking into a microphone. Um. Anyways, okay, so Christina wanted to know, where do I get my inspiration from? Um. Where do I get my inspiration from in life? And, um, I think that most of the people that I, like, I consciously remember looking that at them and thinking, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, I'm going to name a few women off. <clears throat> it's almost all women. My son is one of them. Um, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, I find inspiration in Jagger because he has been through so much, so much, uh, in 14 years. He's had so much loss. He's lost, he lost his dad slowly, just as his family was changing when we adopted Patricia. Um, his dad started to slip away and then, um, he lost like one of his best we broke up with a friend of ours who had a son who was best friends with Jiger they were four months apart and we broke up with her and she wasn't interested in our son having any contact with her son so Jiger lost him and he grieved him for a few years and then he lost my husband and the night that it happened it's a long story. I don't want to talk about that one. That's a fucking downer. Um, but the night, that night, what my son went through and what my daughter went through and collectively what we went through that night was unbelievably horrible. But um, I'll tell that story another time about Jiger's, what I, like, what I think it was like for him. But so horrible for him. And, and then after that, um, we slowly have... Uh, slipped away from Craig's family uh, he's just not comfortable with certain people and I'm, I'm not willing to force him to do anything he doesn't want because he already has uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety and um, a lot of people don't understand it or believe it or but I don't care I see it and he's my son and he's Craig's son and I know what Craig would want he would want him to be as healthy and strong as possible and that's what I'm going to do what it takes to make sure that that happens I'm not going to just um, um, subject him to situations that make him horribly uncomfortable because of traditions um, that I'm not even interested in I might love some of the players, and I will, I'm willing to see some of the players, but just not at big functions. 
you know, if you really love us, we can do things differently. Anyhow, let's move away from that. Um, so Jagger's one of the people that I really do find inspiration from. Like, uh, he wasn't the first person I thought of. I just thought of it now. But um, when I stop at looking at him, he's so smart. And he's so sweet. And, like, he's still, like, a teenager. And he gives me a hard time sometimes. But he's sensitive and he wants me to be happy. And, <laughs> um he's fucking hilarious and he's gross and a sponge of education of information sorry and then he educates me just like Craig did um it's, it's amazing he's amazing and he's such a good brother um so he's he's done he's doing really well he's doing really well considering he has had He's been around a lot of tragedy and a lot of death and a lot of sickness. And then he saw me go out of the house on June, January 8th, you know, um, nearly dying. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, the, the little, that little big guy has seen a lot and has, and he's on the honor roll. I'm really proud of him. So, uh. Yay, Jagger. He's never going to hear this. Anyway, so um, other people, the, the real people, other people, real people, adults, that I, most of the people that I found um, inspirational, I'm going to name quick, quickly, first woman's name. Her name is Jane. <clears throat> I used to work with her in an agency in the Niagara region that supported people who had developmental disabilities in a day program setting and uh oh I hear people in my neighborhood yelling I get scared sometimes at night anyways um Jane she had one son and uh like I hadn't seen her for many years and we moved back from Toronto and I was like, how's your son? And she's like, oh, great, blah, 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 school, college. And then I hear like within six months later that a drunk driver hit him and killed him. And uh, like it made me, made me, it made me fucking sick. It made me fucking sick for her. It made me, ugh, it killed me. And, and then I would see her just at the day program, like working and she started jogging and she started doing stuff like, her mother's against drunk drivers and and she had a smile on her face and she walked around and she did shit and she made me laugh and I always just looked at her as I was going through crap with Craig and after Adam um, like as, as I was working like three jobs and I was losing Craig um, and after Adam I thought I was losing my mind and stuff, but I would list. So I would look at her and I think if she can do it, she can get up every day and she can keep going without her kid. I can fucking do it too. And then, so that was Jane. She'll probably never hear this, but she really um, was one of my mentors. Um, I knew her since I was 17. <clears throat> I just... You see people go through life when you work with them through different stages. And um, just knowing that she went through that pain and loss 
as a parent it just made me feel sick okay jane yay you're a strong woman i don't want to cry anymore okay so i'm gonna move on to another person but i can't see um there's another lady that i worked with that i know and i'm gonna name her um <laughs> there's a woman that i know uh, I, I don't know i have to get their permissions before i say anything about them but there's two people that i know that I work with, they're a co colleagues from the CNIB, and I'm not going to say their names, I'll use their first initials just so they know if they're listening, K and L um, are also women with painful stories of constantly swimming up shit river and getting knocked down and having to get up and keep going. Um, my friend Paula, uh, she lost her daughter suddenly Well, her daughter had, like, I'm going to keep this quick, short, and brief because I don't want to, um, be disrespectful, but a lot of mental health problems and she, she, Paula is a single mom and, um, her daughter, you know, required a lot of patience and care and stuff but suddenly she got sick and um she died pretty much within I think within 24 hours I'm not sure um but Paula still gets up every day and fucking does nice things for people and is warm and not bitter and she's giving and uh she's let the pain you know how manure can <laughs> fertilize the garden? Well, it's like this pain and shit that she's been dealt with has just made her more beautiful and more warm and just like an amazing person and I'm proud of her and I'm so happy she's in my life. I'm sorry for her loss and her pain every every minute that I think about it when I think about it but I'm just so grateful for her and I think she is one of my mentors and um my friend Mim but I'm not going to get into it because it could be looked at like uh she also works with me and is my boss, so I'm not going to say lots of nice things about her on the air because it could be looked at as um, inappropriate or kissing up or whatever, but she's got a heart of gold, that lady. Okay, so those are the people that I find inspiration from. Some of them find inspiration from lots of people. Um, Cha-cha-cha-cha. If I could have one skill that I don't currently have, what would it be? My beautiful friend Christina asks. I say, that's a hard one. Either, I'm going to say two things because I can, because I can do whatever I want <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> I'm going to say two things. I, would, I wish I was multilingual. I love languages. I love traveling. Mm, I love tea and ginger. Um, 
yeah, I I wish I could speak like many languages, mostly the middle um not the Middle Eastern um Eastern European ones. Um but I love to speak Italian too. Anything. Love it. Um but also I always uh the one thing that always burned me and bothered me was uh, when I was watching any kind of folk dancing, um, usually like Serbian or uh, Russian or Croatian, Polish, the folk dance, fucking Hungarian folk dancing, um, Ukrainian, it was cr- it would crush me. It would crush me that I wasn't up there doing it, that I couldn't do it uh, because I wanted to. I loved it. I loved the music. I liked the dancing loved it all and yeah that used to just bother me and then they asked me the serbs asked me to to join but it was too late i was like it's like 18 no thank you i was too late it was just too late i was too insecure but yeah wish i would have done the folk dancing um sweet christina also asked me such nice questions like what makes your heart smile <laughs> No, what makes your heart smile the hardest? Okay, that's a great and sweet question. Thoughtful. Um, um, oh yeah, how did I say this? When I see when I see people being authentic and kind to each other, um, yeah, it does. But I also, you know what, like. <laughs> Yeah, I like seeing people happy and just really enjoying each other. Like, uh, I'll give you a small example. <laughs> when I was at the Scotia Bank, I had a little buzz going, and um, I wasn't buying anything because I'm on a, I'm because I'm low income, and um, have no money. So I was just there to like walk around and check things out. Anyways, I was watching all the high people. <laughs> Like, first of all, it's a crowd of Canadians who are mostly high. A lot of people are there for medical reasons and pain relief and, you know, cooking and growers. It was more serious, but there was a lot of people who were just there to see what it was about. It was 420. I think we all thought it might be a little bit more festival-ish and not so just informative and workshoppy. Um, But... (laughs) So I was just walking around because I was by myself and I would just make eye contact with people. (laughs) And there was this group of teenagers and they were like, I don't know, they were in their 20s maybe. They were eating like cookies and they were looking into, they were in a circle and they were eating these cookies that were shaped, they were shaped like buds because it was this convention, 420 convention. And they were so high and they were looking into each other's eyes and I was watching them and it was, I could tell they were just like, yeah, yeah, this is so good. This was like the high you would get when you were young, not when you're my age. So, um, I would make eye contact with them and like point and smile and cackle and then we'd all cackle and then I would walk away and then I would proceed to do that with so many other people that gives me joy um that's a selfish heart smile (laughs) makes me happy to connect with people on an 
asshole level. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it when I don't really have to talk and I can make people laugh really hard. That's so satisfying. Um, I also, this is, it's not, it makes my heart smile. It makes my face hard with a smile is when people, when I can get people to believe the most fucked up things. I told Craig once, okay, family, friends, uh, children, hardcore Christians, uh, people who don't, like, I didn't do this story. I'm, it's a story, though, that will put the image of me doing something gross. So if you're not comfortable with that, you need to shut this off or walk away or fast forward for a minute or two. Maybe just shut it off because you don't know what I'm going to say and I don't really know either. So if you're still listening, this is your problem, your fault. Um, when Craig was really sick, uh, he had been bed in bed for so long, like days, 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 weeks, 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 months, months, months. And he was just so depressed. And I think he had already been going through ECT therapy, but he was just in bed. It's hard to remember. It's all a blur. It's all a big shit blur, right? Um, so I would try to th think of something to make him laugh. <laughs> so whatever. I Maybe I was downstairs or outside smoking one, and I'd come up with something to say. And so I'd come up to... S <laughs> I came upstairs, and he was in bed, so... <clears throat> on the side of, like on the side of the bed so I, I went to the side of the bed and I was on my knees and I whispered like uh, this is really risky to me and I think my friends would never say this out loud so so whatever I said to him Craig um like I want to ask your opinion about something I uh I put some peanut butter on my vagina and the dog started to lick it. Um, is that like, is that, uh, and he goes, are you, are you asking me if this is, if, if it's normal, if it's okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't laughing in between. I still wasn't laughing. I, I kept it together. <laughs> Sorry. In the, but also, I, I have to add that his fucking jaw <laughs> was goddamn down. His mouth was open so high. <laughs> he was so sick and so weak, but he kind of sat up and he's like, uh, are you asking me if it's okay or appropriate that the dogs are eating or licking peanut butter out of your vagina? And... Yes. Yes. I, I just looked him in the eyes and I kept it together. And like we had been married for like it was going on 18 years at this point. So as soon as he said, as soon as I, I said, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And he goes, no. Then I went, oh, my God. God, I win. Like I, like I, I cackled. I cracked up. I rolled on the floor, and we had such a good laugh. That made my heart smile. That made my heart smile when I could distract him from the pain 
even if it was just for like two minutes. Um, other things that make my heart spot smile is just, I, I like it when people are nice to each other in my office, um, in the grocery store, just in general. Um, just nice comments supporting each other on Instagram or Facebook or, yeah. Um, and what else is this? Cha cha cha. She asked me something else. Oh, something else that makes my that makes my heart smile is when I think of being in. Um, this summer, I took my friend Paula came with us and uh, Jagger and my daughter Patricia. We went to uh, we went to um, Montenegro and we went to Albania. And one day Jagger and I um, took a cab. Uh, Paula had gone to a beach that was far from where, where we were in this place called Sarand, uh, Albania. It, it was like on the coast. And across the water, we were close to Greece. Anyways, Jagger and I, Paula had the morning to herself in afternoon. She went and did her thing, so I stayed back in the little village with the kids. And then um, she came back, and uh, we smoked some weed. Um, my voice is cracky. Yeah, she got weed, and we smoked one. Um, and then that was fun, and that took the edge off because we had some really horrible experiences there while we were there. Um, but then uh, Jagger and I took a cab uh, and we wanted to go to the beach that Paula went to, which is only like 20 minutes away. But the guy didn't speak any English. So uh, he's like, you want the beach? And I was like, yeah. And uh, I show you beach, Lukova beach, beautiful beach. And um, so it was awesome. On the way there, there's like cows crossing the road, goats crossing the road, um, my favorite donkeys I love donkeys um and I'm in the front seat with him and he's smoking and uh he kept offering me cigarettes and I didn't want them but I had to smoke them because he was insisting that I do it so I did and I felt so bad for Jagger I was like I'm sorry Jagger and I was holding the cigarette out the window <laughs> um anyways the whole time he was yelling about Lukova and I was wondering if we were ever going to get there we were driving over mountains and up mountains and down mountains and across mountains and I thought to myself am I ever going to see Patricia and Paula again like for like just about a minute I, I was really worried like about <laughs> how far we were going and it was getting dark and it was raining when we were going there so whatever we get down to Lukova beach and this guy was right um, first of all, because it had been raining, it was, there was no hotels around. There was only um, beach chairs and umbrellas, and there was like uh, a hut-type restaurant that was covered with like bamboo roof, and there was fishing boats around, and uh, no tourists because it had been raining. But it stopped raining when we were there, and it was about, <clears throat> I think it was about 6 p.m. So the sun was going down in a few hours. So Jagger and I ate there and we were the only customers and there was no one around and the sun the sun was amazing and the water was blue. It was it was grease blue and uh, uh cuz water in uh, the Adriatic Sea there was some blue spots but and clear water spots 
but we didn't, this water was different. This water was different. So, and then we got, when we were done eating, I wasn't sure if I was going to go in the water, but once I put my feet in the water, it was so warm and the rocks were so soft and smooth and I could see, I think I could see Corfu. It was Corfu we could see and, uh, Greece and, uh, from where we were and there was like a fishing boat docked and the sun was setting and it was just him and I and he had awe in his eyes and joy in his heart he was so happy that makes my heart smile so yeah that's those are that's one of my favorite memories I've ever had with Jagger, one of the best experiences I've ever had, and that's because of Craig. I also threw, threw. That sounds nice. I spread Craig's ashes in that water as well. It was pretty fun. Um, not throwing the ashes, but uh, the experience with him was just amazing. Watching the sunset, you want to capture it, but you just can't. Anyways, I gotta stop talking. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. all right, I'm almost done. I'm starting to second guess why I'm doing the podcast. I'm starting to feel a little insecure. Maybe it's because I didn't take all my medication today. I forgot. I was in a rush. Um, oh, yeah. That's what I want to say. Um, on East Main here in Welland, the city that I go to, um, there's a place. It's a coffee shop. It's across the Civic Square. And this man named Ozzy is running it. And he came here from Kensington Market in Toronto. He had to leave because the rent was so high, um, so he moved to Welland, and he's got to go out of business. He's only been here for like three weeks, and uh, so if anybody that I know is in the Niagara region or in, in and about Welland on East Main, please make an effort to go to the coffee shop that's directly, it says Toronto's finest coffee since 19-something, and I forget the number, but if it's, you'll see it. It's across the street from City Hall. And uh, go support the guy, please. He's closing. He's he's, but he and he's the nice man. He wants to do nonprofit things for the Philippines. He's really interesting. He just gave up and lost a lot to come here. So we should help him. I feel bad that it didn't work out. I feel like Welland. I take it personally that his business didn't succeed in Welland. So go support Ozzy. Um, ba, 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 ba. I wanted to say <clears throat> some things that I've been watching on Netflix that I loved. Uh, I watched The Oath with Ike Barinholtz and uh, Tiffany Haddish. And as soon as it was on, I was on the edge of my couch. Um, it was a thriller. Barinholtz was great. He was intense. Uh, I was having a steady anxiety throughout the whole movie I was dying um it was really intense it was super good I loved it super entertaining and right now I'm watching um that tv show on Netflix called sex education with Jillian Anderson and it's really good I recommend it um music that I've been listening to the past week or two that I've been obsessed with was uh far enough from heaven now Deep Cotton is the band. Uh, Water Fountain by the Tune Yards. That's a really, really good song. Um, Lizzie 
she released uh, Tempo uh, with Missy Elliott, and uh, I really like it. She disses Skinny Girls, which isn't cool, because um, I think it's bullshit. Um, but it's okay to celebrate, like, whatever. She can celebrate her own body. And, but the song is great. Missy, Missy Elliott also sounds fantastic. Um, and I also was listening to, on my walks, I was listening to the Chemical Brothers, The Devil is... The Devil's in the Beat. Um, there's two versions of it. Um, yeah, that was in my head for days. So, um, cha-cha-cha, that's about it. Back to work tomorrow. And uh, Easter was a big deal for me when I was growing up. My, uh, my one side of grandparents are Polish and Yugoslavian, or Polish and Montenegrin, I guess. No, Polish, Polish on one side. Montenegrin and Russian on the other um but the Montenegrin and Russians they were uh, they didn't celebrate anything my grandpa was a communist so we didn't really do Easter we might have a ham or something and she had some eggs that were decorative from the Ukraine or Russia from a long time ago but there was no it, it was different than the Polish side the Polish side was like pierogies and and uh cabbage rolls and cucumber salad and fish and like the cow fudge cow candy the polish fudge and easter egg hunts and uh church and it was like so colorful and so much fun and some of the best childhood memories i have of being being polish is easter walk through Roncesvalles sometime during the Easter holidays. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, when I think about Easter, those are the memories I have. I love it. And up until like a couple years ago, I used to go bananas for Easter, even for years, a couple years after Craig. Um, but just the past one or two years, I've just slowed down. Like I'm, I'm like I've just slowed down a lot. I put some decorations up just to make Patricia happy. Um, but yeah, I love Easter, even though I don't believe in God or Jesus. Uh, it's just a tradition for me and my family. Fun. We don't think about, I don't think about Christ at all. I think about bunnies and the painting, the Paisanke Easter eggs, um, folk dancing, uh, flowers. I don't think of any. I like the I like egg bread and challah, <laughs> potato pancakes, and it, I think Passover is great too. But nothing means anything to me. Um, it's just like a cultural experience, you know, or yeah, whatever. It's like a festival, you know. Anyways, so I got to go because it's 11.37 and I have to get up early to make lunches and uh, whatever, get ready for work. So I hope I didn't say anything too stupid tonight because I had some wine in my tea because my throat is killing. So good night. Until next time, thank you for all five of you who are listening. <laughs>